Welcome to Big SEC Guys. I'm your host, Daniel Poppy Southers, and this is my co-host, Tucker, the damn good dog, Compton. We are the Big SEC Guys. They're the Big SEC Guys. We're excited to welcome this week's special guest, David, the Big Orange Terea. David, Tucker, did you guys watch that Johnny Manziel documentary this weekend? I, I did. I don't know about Tucker. Yeah, I watched it too. It was um, it, it was pretty wild. It, it was fun fun to kind of check back to 2012 and and kind of relive the Johnny Manziel days and relive that 2012 season um it, it it was kind of a crazy season all in all um and, and the johnny part was just was just an aspect of it so the fact that they made a documentary just on that was kind of kind of funny yeah i mean i can't believe that it, they crammed all that into just one episode i thought it was gonna be like multiple episodes because uh i don't know i remember that time really well i mean we were like Doing our fourth or fifth years of college at that point, I mean, he was like, I just, I just remember the part where he started hanging out with the celebrities, and those were like all the celebrities like I thought were cool at the time: LeBron, Drake. You know, they've soured a little bit since then, but man, he was just on top of the world. It felt like from as soon as you knew who he was, um, I, I, I can remember like all those Alabama games like yesterday. But kind of, I liked how they told the story and how like, like. I mean, I totally thought his parents were loaded. Like that was a mind blowing fact to me that they that was manufactured. So it was fun. Literally, I, I was watching it with my wife who, who didn't know much about it. And when we started watching it, I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, it was kind of crazy because he he I think he just went a little crazy because his parents were loaded, and so he had all this money and he was spending it. And then I learned halfway in that I was still completely wrong about that, and I had Dude, no idea until crazy. I watched it. Yeah, what I mean, a it, failure. What a failure by the media. I was thinking about that the whole documentary. It's like Johnny Manziel, this is the same time frame. It's like they're doing the rich parents thing. And then do y'all remember the Monty Teo guy? Yeah. Oh, it's dude, like that was had, the, like, the worst Heisman finalist group of all time. I do have to put a little asterisk on his Heisman. Oh, my gosh. Colin yeah, so Klein. Klein. I was like, who is Colin, who is Colin <laughs> Klein? I was watching this documentary. I have no Worst three thing. people. I mean, Johnny was awesome, but, man, he had no competition. Dude. So it's like, funny you brought that up. Because because I literally right after that I was like shoot Leslie like I, I gotta watch that Manti Teo thing because I, I hadn't watched that yet either I so haven't I, watched it dude he I, I, I can't watch that dude I went, went <laughs> back and we watched the whole thing and that I mean you had that that season Johnny Manziel that season and then me as a Georgia fan you know I remember that season as coming up three yards short in the SEC championship game um and then where that was the year where Alabama or Georgia, whoever won the SEC championship was going to get play Notre Dame and the NCAA championship. And and, and everyone knew whoever won that game was going to demolish Notre Dame. Yeah. I I remember that now. Wait, real quick. Tuck, do you not remember the South Carolina, Georgia game from that year? College game day, number three versus number four, 28, nothing Gamecocks to start. (laughs) You remember that? I forgot about it, but you remember that one? Um, that might have been the best day of my life. 35 7 South Carolina over Georgia. 
Yeah, that, that's good that might one. be the best day of my life. But, Sorry, know, Haley, if you're listening. It was funny that you still weren't in the SEC championship. And oh, so, boy. You know, it, all in all, didn't even matter. We still played Alabama for the talk, essentially the national let's championship. Let's talk about the Johnny Mansell documentary. You're going on the rails there. In the same wavelength of, of that year, because I, I actually, funny enough, had a bet with my roommate that year that, or I had it all through college that if we won a national championship while we were in college, I was going to get a tattoo on my ass of every <laughs> dog holding up the number one. And I was three yards short of getting that tattoo. So my wife what hap- got it. What happens if Georgia three P's are you going to get? Yeah. Can um, we do that based off this year? Um, fortunately, I'm a grumpy old man now with, you know, more wits about me, but uh, in college, I sure didn't. So, and yeah, I made the bet freshman year of college. So, at yeah. that at that point, I think, it didn't mean anything. I think most of us miss Sig Smoke and Tucker, to be honest with you. But yeah. that's, that's for another podcast. Now we Sorry. have East. Now we have E Six Smoking Tucker. Not as good. <laughs> not nearly as good. Not half as good. Guys, uh, can y'all tell me one fact about Heisman finalist Colin Klein? I was floored when I saw I mean, this. I, I was I like, mean, who are these people? It's embarrassing. I mean, they, they lasted like one second, and all of those guys lasted maybe a second in the NFL. Like, it's unbelievable how poor of a finalist group that was. But, I mean, dude, I mean, the man's deserved it. I mean, geez. The film tape, 0.00. <laughs> zero. Like, dude, that, that just – well, and it was Shanahan pulling the offensive coordinator, too. Like, Shanahan had a hate. I would love – that was the one thing I wanted was like, man – I wish they interviewed Shanahan for this documentary because I would <laughs> no love to know. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, absolutely. You know who Shanahan's right hand feels like a household story almost in a way. So Shanahan was the OC, David. Which you're right. Like that's like, the best. That's the best situation. And Shanahan's right hand man was Mike okay. McDaniel. Oh, Miami was it really? coach? I'm like, oh, you have the two best people in the NFL, like two of the best offensive minds, and you can't watch film. Baffling. Yeah, well, they would have been great on the documentary too. They would have been incredible. I'm sure they both said no. Yeah, they definitely both they had him. nothing to gain from doing something like that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, and I and I was shocked, dude, because I remember Johnny's friend Nate a lot. I remember seeing him all over social media at the time. Yeah, Nate Dog. Yeah, and dude, to know that they, I guess, from what I gather, they don't talk at all anymore, ever. Like, they haven't talked since. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like he kind of, you know, got a different agent once he got into the pros and just cut his bro off, which, I don't know, hopefully that documentary revives that. But it it also kind of brought me back to the Georgia days of like when we had Todd Gurley. You you don't need to bring anything back, everything back to Georgia. (laughs) I, well, it has to do with signing autographs, you know, oh, okay. and, and the, he, you know, Todd Gurley got suspended for the last five games of the year or whatever, because that guy, yeah. that guy ratted on him. Yeah. Same um, and then, you know, that was what like half this documentary was about was him literally yeah. making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing that exact same thing. Yeah. And the, I think that was my big takeaway from the whole thing was like, especially with the NIL, like, dude, those times were so archaic from the NCAA's perspective, like they were so outdated. It was like, dude, they had no argument on why these kids couldn't make their own money. It was so stupid looking back on it. So stupid. And that money stat, 
was insane. When they did the money, it was like the whole oh, SEC brought in $252 million, and then Manziel happens. And, and, and Texas A&M alone brings in seven fifty mil, and he doesn't yeah, get that's he doesn't get a piece of that. Dude. That's, no, no, no. that's that's three quarters of a billion dollars for the math yeah. and coin folks. Like that's ridiculous. Well, it's just unbelievable. I mean, he was so freaking popular. Like, how are you gonna like? And 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 he's a great example. Like, he didn't really amount to much after college. Like, that was his prime money making time. You know, like he probably left so much money on the table and had to hide it and stuff. Yeah, it so makes you feel bad for like a guy like you know like Reggie Bush. They still, I mean, he still they took his Heisman away for you know BS. I guess he, they have Manziel, to give Reggie his Heisman. Yeah, it's back. there's a documentary about Manziel doing the same thing, yeah. and he still has his. And he it admits makes no it. sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes he no talks sense. about it in a documentary on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and re- like we take away Reggie Bush's. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Doesn't seem right. No, uh, I guess the difference is that the. The team wasn't cheating. It was just Johnny by himself. But like, I mean, it's still absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, but the Heisman's an individual award. I think it, it, it more so was like the. I think the allegations for Johnny happened after his Heisman year. I think. I think maybe that's what they're holding on to. I don't know. It's stupid, regardless. But they need to give that back to Reggie because yeah. I mean, it's like it's just it's just, it's just silly. It is silly. If you're listening right now and you're on Twitter, hashtag uh, give Reggie Bush his Heisman back. Hashtag big SEC guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, but I, I I just also kind of feel I, I just feel like Johnny's got this. I, I don't know if he's bipolar or what, but there there's got to be something just off with him that he is so hot and cold and hot and cold and obviously yeah. Well, it, I mean, I think just, I like the way Johnny argued it. I mean, Tucker, you're I mean, both of you guys were in fraternities. I mean, you all. I mean, I visited Tucker, you and the guys at Georgia, but I mean, you all had that one friend that just like didn't know when to stop and didn't know when. Absolutely. To, you know what I mean? And he was that hey, guy. That, he just that, happened to be amazing at football. You know, he right. was the best guy at campus. You know, playing football. Sorry, that's that one party. friend. That's yeah, <laughs> but there's different levels though. You know, right. There's, there's, there's that one levels. that was like, you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's always that one that's like everybody's partying, but this guy just like doesn't know with the absolute stuff. <laughs> yeah. He, he's still doing it on Wednesday out till yeah. four in the morning. And that's what he was about. I mean, he's just built different, dude. He's just but how he's is just he so good? Up. Like, how is he so good in college? He's not watching tape, he's not watching film. I well, think I mean, there's a lack of care. Like uh, yeah. his his play style, it was it was just yeah, fu- it was just one hundred and twenty percent carefree. I mean, and it was like improvis- it was improvisation. You know what I mean? Like that's what his game was. So that Alabama like, it didn't matter if you practice was the wildest game. Yeah, that, like at the time, it was like the wildest game I feel like I'd ever seen. I don't know if that was before kick six or not, but um, that game was nuts. Yeah. That game was obviously absolutely crazy, but. Um, you know, at the time I just remember being like, Oh my god, and that was like prime Alabama dynasty, too. Like, I mean, they were everything, and like no one could beat them. And then this freshman comes in and just does that. Like, it was the cr- craziest thing in the world. So, like, I mean, I get why he brought all that money, and I get why he signed all those autographs. I get everything. I mean, if I had that much fame and that much money when I was in my freshman year at Georgia, I just think of oh my how God, far yeah. off the deep end. I would have been screwed. 
you make an excellent point Tucker, <laughs> and and downtown athens with thirty thousand cash that would be a problem folks yeah like no chance yeah, you, for sure would done, me. you for sure would have done the stacks of money as a phone and say how much <laughs> more do you think i could see you doing that 100 I, I mean if jay-z called me to come to vegas or something i'm still with all my boys yeah. Yeah, like, absolute facts stuck like you would have been arrested by a bike cop almost immediately oh for yeah. sure no chance dude, um, my other my other big takeaway was dude how hot is cliff kingsbury oh what <laughs> he's so what hot a, and dumb dude he's so hot and dumb. i love it dude. what a hunk <laughs> and now time for a quick commercial break this podcast is actually sponsored by the cottage shop the premier wedding shop in Savannah, Georgia, and your one-stop shop for wedding registry, fine china, calligraphy, and custom invitation design. The Cottage Shop, where weddings happen. I Talk about it, the run Cliff Kingsbury's had with quarterbacks. That's, what, that's where I was going. Unbelievable. It's, um, it's insane, dude. And he's never won anything of importance. It's a QB whisperer. It goes from Mahomes to Johnny to Kyler. And I'm sure there's other good ones in between that I can't think of, but yeah, Baker. He does have yeah, a he's loaded. I kind of like Cliff's voice though. I feel like I would like him as a coach. Uh, you know, like he's just kind of got that like just he was kind he was he seems like the perfect coach for Mizell at the time. Listen, he's not X and those guys, he just lets his players play. <laughs> yeah. Not every coach would have let him do that crap. Well, that's Talking the funny thing. Nick Saban would have let him do that. Hearing you go oh through that gosh. list of players, I mean, they're I feel like they're so different in so different head spaces, and he made them all good. Like yeah. uh, that's kind of crazy. I like he, to think Dabo, Dabo would have kicked him off the team. You know, like 100%. think about all the coaches that would have sus- like probably suspended him for some of that stuff because he even was getting in fights and stuff before he even started playing. Oh yeah, he would have never. I don't think yeah. he would have set foot at Georgia. Like, I mean, yeah. on, on the field. Like, uh, if he got arrested before and had all these off-field issues, like zero percent chance Kirby would have started him. Dab, I yeah. definitely wouldn't. Have. Nick Saban wouldn't have started him. But Steve nope. Spurrier would have loved Johnny. Could you imagine yeah. that QB room for poor Spurrier, Johnny, and Stephen Garcia? <laughs> what have I done to deserve this? Jesus. Spurrier yeah, uh, would be out with him probably. Yeah, oh in his South Carolina days, he he didn't give a flying fuck anymore. Nah, yeah, he was done. He was done. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, my thing else. My well, favorite I mean, Johnny memory, I will say, was that uh, it was two weeks before Alabama. They played Auburn, and uh, he had about a thousand yards. I was like, this is electric. So I remember in in the middle of his, or right after he got like drafted, I remember going to this bar in Atlanta that had just opened. It was the grand opening and I got like a special invite through a friend and I'm up there and I see Johnny Manziel up there in the little VIP lounge or maybe not like participating in extracurricular activities. Wait, what year was that? <laughs> it was, I guess, I mean, it had to have been 2014 or something. I mean, I mean, okay. was, I think it was just like right after he was drafted or maybe, I, I can't tell you the exact time frame, but it was definitely when he was in the NFL or he was out of college. And I was like, what is he doing here? And my guess is that guy got out of uh, Cleveland every weekend and just, you know, 
would go on whatever party he oh yeah cleveland had to be like the worst city for him to get to yeah but also like the best to like try and keep him in check but but i don't think there is a keeping him in check i, I think no, that was probably the underlying I, I was surprised though it does seem like because man i always put the like pro days and like the combine stuff like i don't really think they're that important but after watching that documentary it made me feel like the pro day and like how he showed himself up to the draft like I don't know, maybe helped his stock a little bit. I don't know. Because, I mean, because, like, just the story about his agent talking about how they had to, like, force him to pass the drug test or, like, they had him (laughs) chugging water and stuff. I'm like, dude, he couldn't keep it. He couldn't just not do anything for a couple nights. That just blows my mind. Yeah, the force quarterback taking pee tests for him. Yeah. His his agent agent was the man. That guy really. Yeah, I did like his agent. I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. No, it, and he, he, uh, I thought he added a lot of good, you know, just anecdotes about Johnny and stuff. But man, I would have, I would have hated to have had his job trying to keep track of Johnny. Like, you just turn around, he's like blowing coke in the bathroom. Hey, Johnny, quit. <laughs> it sounds like his, sounds like his agent was just doing it with him. Uh, yeah, that was my take. Like, <laughs> he, he was definitely along for the ride, but he was also, you know, going back to the Todd Gurley thing, he was at least smart enough to, learn how to not get caught doing it yeah like they had the scheme it was like oh yeah you know you what's you give me the hotel room key i go in there i sign all the stuff i leave someone else comes in they pick it all up and i'm gonna start keeping my eye out for that stuff in hotels man (laughs) been staying in waco a lot keep an eye on baylor out there well you don't really have to anymore (laughs) should we do (laughs) like should we do like a big s big sec guys nil autograph campaign yeah i think so <laughs> only in hotel rooms though yeah <laughs> just sponsored by sponsored keep, by the uh Marriott keep those guys on their toes dude <laughs> <laughs> i love that my other favorite character from the documentary without question was it was one scene but johnny's grandfather he was like my grandfather's, <laughs> oh, my and his grandfather's like i took the cash I God. gave it back to Johnny. Did he even like, say that? Yeah, I wandered, he just I wandered money for my grandson. Like, he was just like laughing. Fantastic. I don't think he even said Yeah, that. I don't think he's he, I think, I think someone, I think the agent guy just said, oh yeah, we would just say uh, it was from his grandmother or his grandfather and we would give him a check and he would give us a check and, and then yeah. there's just a, a clip of the grandfather just giggling. Yeah, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the man. He was the man. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally thought he was like oil money, rich, some rich kid. Cause it just like seemed like, but I still am like blown away at like, dude, it seemed like he was blowing so much money. Flying private is so expensive. Yeah. It's like the way he was living. I don't know. Like it's hard to speak on specifics, but man, it felt like he was spending an insane amount of money and he gambled a lot too, for a while too. And that, that I was kind of thinking that too. Cause he was like, yeah, I had a hundred thousand dollars under my bed. And I was like, man, the way you were spending money. Yeah, but he had nice cars. I mean, he was balling out every week, and you know he was getting every bar tab. You know what I mean? Like especially right. around at college. But I don't know. It's uh, he would have made. I would have loved to have seen his nil value. You know, oh, in today's gosh. world, absolutely it'd be, insane. It'd be tens. Yeah. Of, I mean, it'd be tens of millions. It'd be, be in, million yeah. dollars. Yeah, every commercial there for that one year until he blew it. But that's the beauty of cash, though. Hard to keep track of all that cash. He could be like, Oh, yeah, it was like a hundred grand when in reality it could have been millions of dollars of cold. Right. Cash. I, I guess at, at the end of the day, he didn't want to commit tax fraud on this 
Dude, yeah, but I, 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 I would have said a hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you know that way, if the IRS comes, you're like, oh yeah, here's ten thousand bucks, or here's yeah. thirty thousand dollars, or something. But in reality, it's probably a million dollars. What's yeah. the number that gets me in the least amount of trouble? Yeah, but you know, also gets the point across that I was rich. Yeah, I'd be curious how doing. much Netflix paid them too for this. Oh yeah. Because I've been heard they're getting a little stingier paying people, but for something like this, I mean, I feel like it would attract a lot of viewers. Well, and you got to think, like, what's the benefit to Manziel doing it? Um, yeah, you can tell outside of money. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. There's really not. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, everyone liked Johnny pretty much throughout the whole time, except for probably Browns fans. But, um. But he has to regret that a little bit, whether he says it or not. I mean, he could have been. I feel like he could have been all right if he tried. Yeah, you, you have to. You know what I mean? That. He's a you first like, round draft pick, and he busted yeah. out. Yeah, you'd have to. They made it seem like he was cool playing beer pong with his friends, like getting high and whatever. But like, I don't know. I feel like you'd have to regret that. You know, it's cooler than playing beer pong with your friends, winning a Super Bowl at the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way cooler. Like that feels a lot cooler to me on the side of the chair and making hundreds of millions of dollars throughout your career. Oh, yeah. Maximizing your objective value. I'll yeah. tell you what else we're going to have to do a, uh, we're going to have to do another, another pod next week. So it's August 15th right now. little insider info for our listeners. Uh, next week that untold the group that did the Manziel doc is doing the Florida Gators doc swamp Kings. Urban yeah. Meyer, Aaron Hernandez, Tim Tebow. That's going to be electric. I mean, dude, internet memes have been asking for that documentary forever. There's, I don't know. Th- th- there's no, is that only going to be one episode? There's no freaking way. No I think way. it's like, there's no I it's way. A, I think it's a mini series, right? The Manta Tata thing was, was a two part, two okay. hour long deal. This would have to, I would imagine, have two parts. I, mean, I feel like this has to have like, three parts i I mean yeah you can follow each guy uh, or you know yeah you can't tell the aaron hernandez tim tebow all those guys in just one episode looks like it's looks like it's four 45 minute episodes yeah Yeah. i just can't wait to see the clips of like tim tebow praying and all these other guys like oh i can what is he doing i'm also curious how in depth they get into the aaron hernandez stuff because there, there's yeah. like oh, yeah. a lot of there had to be some warning speculation around it. Like I, I still don't know all the facts around it. I am a criminal justice major, so just be careful. I <laughs> definitely know what I'm talking about. Love it. Love don't it. make me use my degree for, for good. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Big SEC Guys. That's it. That's the episode. The end.